Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. Good evening, dear listeners. Tonight, I welcome Director... Shuaib Mitchell and Tony Award winner Melba Moore, who are involved in the gospel stage play The Home, which runs for two performances on November 16th at 2 p.m. and 7 p.m. at the Bowie Performing Arts Center, 1500-200 Annapolis Road, Bowie, Maryland. Uh, to purchase tickets, you go to www. BowieCenter.org or www.NubiaFilmWorks.com. So the home centers around an average middle-class family who suddenly has their perfect world turned upside down when their mother is diagnosed with Alzheimer's and they are faced with the daunting question of whether to break a long promise and place their matriarch in a nursing home. Okay, so now the show stars are Melba Moore, Radio 1 uh, personality show, L. Jackson, gospel recording artist, uh, Charles Butler, uh, Lydia Grant, Fred Struther, uh, Suande uh, Tichawana, uh, Wanda, Wanda Mooney, Judy Leake, Anit James, Eli L., Nana Malaya, Kendall Turner, Maria Pooh, and Barbara Fisher. Yes, indeed. So I see that uh, Shuaib and uh, Miss Moore are on the line. I'm going to go ahead and bring them on the air. And good evening, Shuaib. Melba. Good evening, William. How are you? Pretty good. Pretty good. All right. Great. Thank you for having us. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And is that uh, Melba on the line there? I guess not. I guess that's someone Uh, else there. Okay. Yes. I believe she was planning on joining us. She may be here shortly. Oh, okay. I got you. Okay. So let's plunge right in. So I know that, uh, now, your pastor, Dr. John L. McCoy, wrote this show, and uh, so uh, I was wondering why you decided to premiere the show here in D.C. Well, uh, first and foremost, I want to thank you for having us, uh, William, and uh, to answer your question, we are native Washingtonians, and uh, it's always good to start at home first before you uh, yeah. venture out into other uh, other areas. And so this is the primary reason why we started to start at home first. Absolutely. And I know that there was a talk that actually this uh, was supposed to start out as a film. So talk about your reasons for uh, starting out on stage. 
Well, uh, as you uh, know, I'm a filmmaker by trade. I produced uh, right. uh, four films throughout my career. Um, and uh, when my pastor originally wrote this stage play, um, I moved forward to adapt it to the screen for a major uh, motion picture. And so um, I've already written the, the screenplay. We've already adapted it and it's prepared and ready to go. But when we began the process of raising funds, as is with the case of all uh, independent filmmakers, you uh, you run into some obstacles on occasion. So we uh, couldn't raise the necessary funds to begin production on the on the film. So um, we were looking for a project. That is, my um, the first lady, my pastor's wife, had been urging us to do a stage play, and uh, and she actually decided, or she said that we should do the home and. I uh, didn't really want to do it as a stage play originally, but after much urging and I began to do some soul searching and uh, prayer, I said, you know, this could just be the project that uh, we launch as a stage production with the idea of raising the funds to uh, adapt it to the screen. And so that's where we are uh, in this endeavor. All right. So I think Ms. Moore, maybe she has joined us. Melba Moore, is that you? That's me. Hi. Hey, all right. Hello. (laughs) Okay. All right. Fantastic. Did I just hear my illustrious director? (laughs) Yes. Yes, yes. you did. Hello. Hello. How are you? Hey. (laughs) Fantastic. Fantastic. So now you play, Melba, you play part of the, uh, the crew of the Greenwood Senior Center. And you're a little bit of comic relief. Talk a little bit more about your character. My character is a little bit feisty, and um, well, she has a wonderful character to play off of. Uh, the, the character's name is uh, uh, Banks, and he's just such an upset. And um, whenever he upsets, and I kind of come back at him, so we have a little banter back and forth in the, in the senior citizens' home. There, we kind of rile things up a little bit there. Oh, yeah. That's awesome. That's awesome. So, uh, Shuei, I'm going to go back to you. So now, what research did you do into Alzheimer's for this play? Well, uh, as you stated, the stage play was originally written by my pastor who counseled several members uh, of of our congregation who may have been suffering or have relatives who have suffered from Alzheimer's. So he's very familiar with it, and so um, that was the original research. Then when we began to uh, produce it, um, I did my own research on the subject, so I'd be familiar with it, um, and uh, came to find out that uh, one in three baby boomers, uh, those born um, from 1945 to 1964, um, were at this time either caring for an elderly parent who uh, may be suffering from, if not Alzheimer's, certainly some other debilitating disease, or caring, for, being a caregiver for them while they are also raising their teenage, either son or daughter, either through college or high school. And so this is something that is extremely prevalent in the uh, in American culture right now, 
and and as we know, um, Alzheimer's disproportionately affects African Americans, which is something I found out uh, during the research as well. So uh, we think mm. this play has the um, uh, the potential to reach audiences across ethnic lines, uh, groups uh, across this country. It, it really will resonate with many audiences because so many of us, as I said, one in three baby boomers are uh, dealing, uh, finding themselves as caregivers, caring for an elderly parent while they themselves are aging um, the, themselves, if you will. So it's something that um, I think will be uh, uh, very uh, relevant to today's audiences. Yeah, yeah. So, Melba, so talk about uh, the impact Alzheimer's, if any, has had in your life. Well, what I've noticed is that uh, there's dementia, there's Alzheimer's, and maybe some other um, mental illnesses that are affecting people more and more. And we used to just associate them with uh, the senior citizens. And as our director said, you know, primarily with people that are considered baby boomers now, but it's affecting people younger and younger. So one of the things that I've noticed is I think it has to do with, in some cases, substance abuse, which is very prevalent in all of our uh, different, um, you know, communities. Um, um, He mentioned Alzheimer's, but also dementia, and also to do with poor diet, uh, which very often can um, be... I guess, affected by uh, low income or uh, broken families where you don't have that kind of um, uh, unity to watch over your your total health. It, it, it's not just mental health. It has to do with an overall, uh, um, well, I don't know, eating a lot of junk and a lot of chemicals that are in things that, that are... Uh, you know, causing you to have a breakdown of your your um, mental and physical uh, aspects earlier and earlier. I mean, it's it's among a few things. One of the, another one is obesity and diabetes. And of course, once again, Afrocentric people suffer from it uh, more than others for a variety of reasons. But um, they they are issues that I think that um, can bring the community together together in ways that. Um, Theater and the arts can be very, very powerful. It can be entertaining and and, and still informative. And that's my reason for wanting to participate in the um, the uh, project. Of course, is to inspire new works. And whenever you have a new movie or story or film, there's always a, a controversy or conflict. Otherwise, it's boring. <laughs> So as an entertainment piece, yeah. that's important. But my reason for wanting to participate in it is it's a church property. And um, um, my feeling is that uh, anything that's been Afrocentric, we wouldn't have a culture at all if it, we didn't believe in God because everything has come essentially from the church for us. And I, I like the fact that it's a, uh, a church or a, a sacred-oriented foundation for the uh, culture. That means that there's going to be integrity. Whatever we do, however int- entertaining it's going to be, it's going to be something that's going to be positive and, and draws the community together instead of dividing it. So I, um, my main reasons for wanting to and, you know, bring people together 
is to, for the positive aspects of it. I think it's, it's going to be a wonderful play. I, I certainly want to encourage new play, new plays, new playwrights. We're still kind of on the um, cutting edge of that. I mean, we've had wonderful, wonderful progress, but we, we've just begun to really start to write our own stories. Yeah, there, there's a lot, there's a lot in this show. It's going to be a fantastic show. So now, Sue, we, we got to talk about your uh, rehearsal. Um, so, how would you describe yourself as a director? Are you more of a perfectionist, or do you let your actors find their their own objectives and find their way? Well, that's a great question, first of all, William. Uh, I think from a directorial standpoint, um, I believe in uh, film and, and theater and, and the arts are, is a collaborative medium. Uh, what we try to do is create an atmosphere uh, in rehearsal that's a laboratory, uh, if you will. We're, we're experimenting with various things. There's no absolute way to interpret a story. Um, and, and, I, and, and so the collaboration with the artists, with the other artists, um, is, is a respect for the craft, if you will. Every artist has its own, his or her own way of developing a character. Uh, they may be a method actor. They may be, uh, uh, you know, they may have whatever form, uh, Stanislavski, what, whomever they may study or have believed in. There's a process, and so what I try to do as a director is to be the eyes and the ears of the actor, um, because they can't see themselves, um, and they're trusting me to be able to critique and to give feedback to try to find that that point of of excellence as we build uh, to, in this case, opening night, or if it's a film, until we uh, actually begin to roll film. Um, and the first day of shooting, you're building to that. You don't want to peak too soon, but you also don't want to be too far behind to where you can't reach that 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 level. And so we're all exploring here. Um, and so that's my philosophy is to work with the actor. Um, um, and they have their own process. It's not for me to dictate that. It's just me to, to interpret what I see as a, a vision, and we try to work together to find that um, that happy medium, if you will. Now, I would also like to piggyback something I missed in terms of the research. It's amazing with this story, uh, William, that it, it without fail, when we've mentioned the uh, storyline or the synopsis, someone has said, wow, that's exactly what I was going through with my mom, or that's exactly what my dad went through before he passed, or... Uh, what have you. Uh, we have several actors in the play who have actually gone through this uh, with their parents, Sawande Tachau now, and particularly Judy Leak, who plays the mother. She, Her mother, unfortunately, suffered from Alzheimer's before she passed. Um, and so it was very uh, relevant, and it uh, struck people at the very core because um, they're passionate about the story, because they themselves have experienced it. I, I kid you not. There's so many people who've experienced just what um, has happened in this story. In fact, when I was doing my research, I spoke to one of uh, my other actresses from a previous film, 
And she helped me uh, because her husband, again, unfortunately passed, and he also had Alzheimer's. He passed in his 50s, just as Melba said, the young man. That's too young. (laughs) Yes, very much too young to have passed. And, And I kid you not, he was well, like, one year prior. I remember him retiring. We went to his retirement party, and about six months later, he started to wander off. She couldn't find him. She had to run home from work. Uh, he'd be lost. Uh, again, I think the uh, there are many issues, but uh, just uh, sitting around as a retired person, he he just his mind uh, just began to to wander, and he began to have issues uh, again. Suffered from Alzheimer's, and so she gave me uh, some feedback and actually took some of the scenes that actually happened to her. One or two scenes. Um, I, we, I wrote it into the, uh, the stage play. And so that's how we really got to where we are with this story, uh, William. Yeah, yeah, that, that, there's just so much to unpack in this story. It's going to impact a lot of lives. So now, uh, Melba, so I know that you're a great singer, and I know you have a song in this show. So what what do you find easier to to adapt to? I mean, do you find, uh, you know, learning a new character easier? Do you find learning a new song easier? Um, I don't look at it that way, one or the other. Um, it's, it's uh, you, you have to learn. You have to be open to learning, I think. And I don't think one's easier than the other. I mean, you get, get if you sing all the time, then you get used to doing that. But I don't think that's good for you. I think you should have some new challenges. But uh, <clears throat> doing a character not as easy as it, as it might look. You have to really um, think it through, and you have to have a good director, and you can't just do anything that you, you want to do. So it, it, I think it's um, very much as Shawave said, it's an experiment, and you need someone to be your eyes and ears. What you think is fabulous and wonderful may suit your personality, but may, maybe that's not the character that he wants. And, you, you know, you have to um, be sensitive to uh, who you're working off of, you know, that you are you're part of an ensemble now. It's not just you as, as well. There are a lot of things to consider. But I think the greatest challenge is oh, you can't do anything until you learn your lines. <laughs> That's everybody's challenge. And, uh, yeah. Yeah. you know, it, it, it affects the pacing. It affects the interplay. It affects um, the subplot, you know, or the, the nuances that you, you have. And, and the beginning rehearsals are very, very tedious until everybody gets their lines kind of on an equal footing. So it's, it can't be about if if it's easier for me. It has to be easier for everybody because if I'm sitting up there doing a monologue, that's okay. But I've, I've got a whole cast of people that I'm working with, and so I've got to know my lines. They have to know theirs. It's it's um it's a little family project experiment here, you know. Yep, yep. There's a lot of collaboration, a lot of back and forth, a lot of listening. Making yeah. sure you're listening to those. Other performers. So now, uh, yeah, that's a better way to say it. You have to listen to each other, but you can't listen to nobody till you don't listen to yourself and learn them lines. <laughs> It'll get that's there. Just It'll get there. You just have to have faith. It's all about faith, Melba. 
Thirsty <laughs> Rave. Um, I got a. How does this compare to? Uh, did a directing the stage show? You know, you've directed films. Uh, you know, like with Lawrence Hilton Jacobs. You know, Nocturnal Agony and all of this available out there on Amazon Prime. So how does this compare to? Uh, and I know you've got a documentary coming up too about college basketball. So like directing film is compared to directing. Stage. What are some of the, the differences you see? Well, I think the beauty of stage is that it's a live audience. You get that immediate feedback from the audience. Okay. Um, but the, the process, obviously, is a little different because you're able to, uh, in, in film, uh, we don't rehearse as long as much in terms of the time. Uh, for instance, you may rehearse a, uh, a film maybe one week solid, uh, sometimes two weeks, you'll start with a table read, and then you'll begin to block and uh, talk about the character and, and begin to, to actually get into uh, character development and actually um, do some rehearsals before you actually shoot. Um, and then, of course, every scene is rehearsed prior to shooting it. So you, before you take uh, do any um, shooting where you actually take it, you know, or what we call print, <laughs> when you, before you go to print with it, you certainly rehearse it. So you're rehearsing on the set, you're rehearsing there, and then, of course, the actor doesn't have to memorize as much. They, they, they still need to know their lines, but it's not as, again, you don't, have the bur- you don't have the crutch of being able to pick the script up between scenes, take, uh, do several takes when you are obviously shooting a film. You can do several, several takes of that. Uh, when you're live, right. there's nobody that can save you. You're out there on an island, <laughs> and so it's it's really really tough and really important. And I and I appreciate what the actors go through, and um and we and so again, as we talked about, that's why, uh, as Melba said, it is definitely a collaborative um, medium. The entire process is collaborative. They're down from uh, the stage hand to the prop sets, wardrobe, makeup, all the way, of course, to the director, stage manager, and the actors. Uh, so, anyway, the difference is, is that just what I stated. You know, it's uh, those are the so you're talking about a live medium that is it's live and organic every night. Every night is different from the previous night. <laughs> so, <laughs> and so uh, when you do a stage production. The, the butterflies are just flowing and jittering in your stomach when that. That means you're uh, scared. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> you, you're like, oh my god, I hope they like it. You know. Now, of course, you have the same thing in film. Trust me. When, but that the meet the the obviously performances have already been completed. You're just hoping they, you know, laugh at the certain places or if they. Uh, respond the same way when they see it on screen. In this case here, when you're talking about a live audience, each audience may even respond to certain things differently. That that when you play it at before one audience, they may see something that you didn't. They may laugh at something that you didn't expect, or they may cry in a certain scenes, and another audience may be completely stoic. But <laughs> so it's amazing. That's the kind of things you see differently between stage and and film. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Yeah. So, uh, Melba, so we got to talk about uh, 
Now, you've been in the business a long, long time. You won a Tony. You've been on Broadway. Talk about how you take care of your instrument, you know, like things like vocal exercises and just uh, making sure you have the energy for a long run. I mean, talk about right. how you take care of yourself. Right. Well, it's a whole lifestyle. And, um, um, again, just as we're talking about people breaking down and passing away too early, you have to learn um, what God created the body for. I, I like it from that point of view. It may sound, sound spiritual and religious, but he created this, so I think he knows the best how it's supposed to work. And, uh, Great point. I, I think that when your body is totally your instrument, you have to figure out um, what it requires. And it really is an experiment. And, and, and I think each person is almost like a, um, a fingerprint in, in uniqueness when not all the same. But one of the things I'm, I'm seeing that most singers are very, very um, ill-informed in is really how, how it functions especially African-American ones, because we're so inspired and we're so spontaneous. And very often, something like singing is something that you're born with. You can learn to do it better, but it's something that you're, you come here with. And sometimes when you discover that and it's, and it's maybe so uh, uh, developed, especially if you don't have to really work hard at it, you don't know how it works, so you lose it early. Uh, I was never one of those kinds. I always had to work real, 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 real hard for everything I know how to do. So I know really well how it works. And it, 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 one of the um, instrumental things is diet. And if you speak to singers that know, that most all of them will tell you they can't eat fried foods, they can't eat oil, they, they can't eat um, dairy, they can't eat a lot of cheese, they can't eat a lot of bread, they can't eat nothing fun, okay? <laughs> Mm-hmm. But uh, and that must um, be very tough if I made it. That's got to be very tough. It's very tough. tough. Excuse yeah. me, you shouldn't be drinking alcohol. <laughs> <laughs> right. Okay, nothing fun. Okay, but there are lots of things that you can do, and you you um, you need to exercise tremendously. We need to have to, to to do things that are what we call aerobic, things that make you breathe hard. So you you need to um, walk and run and jog and. You need to take dan- uh, singers need to take dance classes. You need to do something that's really yeah. athletics because because the biggest organs that you use are your lungs, and uh, they need to be kept clean and and uh, strong. That that means exercise. They're not going to be you know like you want them just by living a normal life. And I'm, I haven't gone through all the details because it's probably boring. But I'll tell you. You can't do it sitting down watching TV eating potato chips. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. Well, you know, it's amazing. That's William, right. Melbourne and I had this conversation just Saturday as we were uh, driving to uh, to the train station. And uh, I was complimenting her on her instrument and keeping that at such a, um, I mean, excellent and high level for so many years, and she explained to me just what she explained to you. That it's a complete he said, you want life. some chips? I said, no. You want some candy? No. You want some fried chicken? No. <laughs> you 
want some soda? Mm-hmm. No. Drink lots and lots and lots and lots of water. You know, uh, eat uh, fish and lots and lots of green vegetables. I can tell you some things. You know, a healthy diet. Oh, yeah. Got to have a healthy diet. No, no doubt about it. Plenty of rest, plenty of sleep, too. Right. Plenty of sleep, yes. Awesome. Awesome. Okay, so um, now, Shuave, now, during the run, are you a big believer in uh, brush-up rehearsals? Yes, well, what we'll do, um, we're going to take a hiatus. We'll, we'll open on November 16th here in the in the DMV, in the, in the District of Columbia area at the, uh, I'll give the actual date and time later, I mean, location. But it's the uh, November 16th. We'll, we'll take a hiatus for the holiday. Uh, and Melba is performing during that time anyway. So we're going to be on hiatus until the first of the year. And then we'll go on tour. Those uh, We have about 15 cities lined up, and we're just locking in those dates with uh, specifics. And so while Melba's on tour, we'll be locking those dates in, and then we'll announce them sometime in December, right before uh, holiday. We'll have the first few days. In fact, we already have one already locked in. I can say that Columbus, Ohio will be uh, March, I believe it's 24th, I have to get the date, but in March we'll be in Columbus, Ohio. And so we're looking to lock in a February date. Um, now, and it probably will be something like uh, the North Fork Hampton area. And so anyway, oh, okay. um, we'll we'll get together, obviously, because everybody be rusty. Some of us may have put on a little weight from the holidays. And so not we'll me. <laughs> not but myself. <laughs> you know, and so we'll get together in January and, and uh, February and re- rehearse and kind of rehash. But uh, at that point, everyone will know their lines. The blocking will already be in place, and we would have already had two performances. So we should be able to step right in there and have a couple of rehearsals and go right back on the road. Wow, that's 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 the way to do it. That's the way to do it. All right. So uh we're getting a little bit near the end here. So uh Melba, I wanna to go to you. So what do you think uh audiences will take from this play? Um, well I think it's a good play, so I think they'll be well entertained. Um, I think they'll think about um, what can be done about um, informing their own families and communities about how to take some steps toward eradicating this disease. We didn't always have it. We don't have to keep it. I mean, I think it's, I hope we get to a point where Shuei perhaps want to do some fundraisers so that they can do some um, uh, more research on uh, dementia and uh, Alzheimer's to see what actually is causing it. Entertainment is wonderful, but we need to know what the problem is and solve it. Yeah, yeah. Also, Melba, uh, talk about how uh, folks can find your music. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, no, you shouldn't ask me that. You have to ask my partner. Uh, well, you can go on, on the Internet, and you can go on my, my website, melbamore.com, and you can find it on YouTube. And I have a new a CD called The Day I Turn to You. It's a new gospel album. Uh, it's coming out officially on Black Friday. So if you go on melbamore.com or you go on YouTube or um, 
um, well, start there, <laughs> and then you can find okay. out where else to get it online. But it's it's going to be out in the stores and uh, a whole whole big launch by uh, Black Friday, and the uh, the um, CD is a gospel CD, and it's called "The Day I Turn to You." All right, so uh, Shuaib, we're going to have you wrap up and just talk a little bit about what audiences can take away from the show, and one more time how they can get tickets. Well, again, um, thank you for having me. I will say that I did hear uh, a small clip of Melba's, uh, at least the new single. It is outstanding. Audiences are going to love it. Please get that. Get your copies when they come out, when that uh, as the young people say, when that album drops, right? <laughs> so we're excited about that. We're excited about this play as well. We think audiences are going to get, as I said, it's going to resonate with audiences around the country. So many of us are experiencing something, if not this exact story, we're experiencing something similar, um, as we stated earlier. And so the play, you can get tickets at www. Nubia, N-U-B-I-A, Filmworks, F-I-L-M-W-O-R-K-S. That's www.nubiafilmworks.com. Tickets, we have two shows, November the 16th, 2 p.m. and 7 p.m. is the evening show at the Bowie Performing Arts Center in Bowie, Maryland, 15200 Annapolis Road in Bowie, Maryland. Love to see everyone out there. Uh, I will say this. Uh, I don't know when this show airs, but we still have group tickets. You have to get them before November the 9th, however. Um, and group ticket sales are the, the small, uh, cheapest price. You can get that group price if you buy 20 tickets or more, and we'll give two complimentary tickets for every group that buys uh, 20 tickets or more. So, you have to contact uh, Ms. Ivy Hawkins with that information. You can go to our website, www.nubiafilmworks.com, and find out that information. Great. Yeah, just to let you know, uh, this this show is, uh, you can listen live, and then uh, about five minutes after we hang up, it'll be available everywhere, and people can listen everywhere. So, uh, Melba, uh, Shweb, it's been a pleasure. I really enjoyed our conversation tonight. Well, thank you. So have I. Thank you for having me. Yes, thank you for oh, having absolutely. me as well, man. You're welcome. We appreciate you and your audience. Yes. Have yes. a great evening. Okay, well, God bless and have a great night. Thank you. And y'all come. Yeah. All right now. <laughs> okay now. <laughs> okay. Have a good night. night. All right. Okay, folks, remember to always, 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 please do something for your career every single day and break a leg. Good night. Under the dark, you pacify me. Hold my breath. Take me down, I won't fight. Beat of my heart, you drum inside me Somewhere my dance Makes a sound no one can find I never met anyone like you I wasn't living before 
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.